Hello, and welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Tonight, I am joined by Justin Ayotte. Dun, 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 <laughs> Josh Krubner. Just call me Agent Phelps. And Milos. Hello, hello, hello. And we are here to review Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, directed by Christopher McQuarrie, starring Tom Cruise, Haley Atwell, Simon Pegg, Ving Rames. And did there really need to be anybody other than Haley Atwell? Not in my book, anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, oh, actually, kind, um, of, kind of pity Ving Rhames. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah, he was good, too. I mean, you know. Yeah, but it was um, like he was barely in it, though. Which was kind yeah, of I, I don't think he was in the movie. He wasn't in it much. I'll no, no, I, I don't think he was in the movie at all. I think it was like a COVID thing, or he's got health issues, and like he only had scenes away from everybody. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, they filmed his stuff away from everybody else. Okay. Which, by the way, just real quick, we got confirmation now uh, that is the case with Krasinski for Multiverse of Madness, and I am sticking with the theory that Patrick Stewart was not in that movie at all. Uh, yeah, considering that Anson Mount told me that to my face, I'm betting that's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, uh, we had been having that conversation before I went to last year's convention, and so I just asked him that, and he was like, yeah, nobody was in the same room for that. Um, like, they were all on set, but they were all very separate from one another. So, uh, anyway, um, so this, you know, we'll just talk about the franchise in general, I guess, before getting into this specific movie. Um, Is the first so, Mission Impossible we're doing? No, we're doing the new one. But no, no, buddy. Well, he's he's saying it's the first one we covered. Oh yeah. the, yes, this is the first one we've ever done. Yes. Oh wow. I think I think before part eight, we should maybe go back and at least hit the good ones. Um, but we'll we'll figure that out later. All of them um, are ones, John. All of them are good ones. Uh yeah, I'm not a fan of. Um, I actually don't like the first one that much. All the rest of them are fine. Wow, uh, that's for me, dude. First one, best. Yeah. Oh, um, man, that, that's gonna be that's gonna be with me, Loach. So, yeah, I mean, I remember being a uh, senior in high school when the first one came out, and uh, I enjoyed it at the time. I think I, I like the later ones more, but um, a lot of the later ones more. I never thought we would get to seven of these, by the way, um, but, you know, it just seems to be... I thought was going to kill the franchise, honestly. Yeah, two yeah. was probably the worst, <laughs> and I, as much as I, I do like John Woo, but two's not great. Um, and I did think that one was gonna, that would be the end of it. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, somehow we're here seven movies later. And even with, uh, the aborted attempt by Paramount to hand it over to Jeremy Renner, um, you know, which was, I think that was four, wasn't it? That he was in. And the assumption was that he was going to take mm-hmm. over for Cruz at that point. Um, yeah, yeah you, you, can't, you can't, you can't, you can't slow a good man down, man. Was no. Well, oh, like, how much longer? How much longer is he going to do these? Like, I know he'd said it's, recently that he. Eight, eight, eight. I think eight is the last one. Yeah. Well, last one with him, maybe. But. Uh, well, true, yeah. but at the same time, like, and you, who takes over? The Rock. That's, that's true. I don't know who would take these <laughs> I mean, over. You know. Yeah. And you always got to be It's like Tom did it better. 
And you don't yeah. have anybody of the action genre staying power Cruz has. No, not at all. So, um, I do also think it's kind of interesting that, you know, when these movies first started, you know, it was like everyone had a different director. There was slightly different feel to each one. I mean, the first one was Brian De Palma. The second one was John Woo. Three was J.J. Abrams. Four, four was Bre- Gross Protocol was Brad Bird. And then starting with Rogue Nation, they've all been done by Christopher McQuarrie. And he just kind of uses a lot of the same characters and stuff, which is fine. He makes good choices with that. I don't mind seeing Ving Rhames. I really like Peg a lot. So, like, those choices don't bother me. But I just think it's funny that this this franchise, which kind of started out as, like, a director showcase kind of thing, has, like, settled into the same guy doing every movie now. Um, and I don't, you know, I know Macquarie was well, a think- screenwriter before these. Um well, I think that's because um, Tom Cruise has really like made him like a partner in like his productions, because um, he yeah. was even a producer on Top Gun Maverick. Um, he directed um, that American Made movie, I think, or one of those movies that Tom Cruise oh, did. Oh yeah, like, that was good. Um, I like yeah, that. like so. So I think he just really enjoys working with him, um, and that's probably why he's just stuck with him. Um, yeah, because I mean, this franchise is Tom his franchise i mean this was the first one he this is the first movie he ever produced was the first mission impossible movie and he's been a producer on it ever since and this is like you know his thing so you know they've kind of given him the ability to kind of run with it so yep okay so i'm gonna hit the plot as quickly as possible this is a long movie it was two hours 40 two hours 45 which you know I thought it moved pretty well for that length, though. I, I never once like looked at my watch or whatever. Um, with some of these movies, I will do that. As much as I am a fan of longer films, uh, there are moments where I feel the need to do that sometimes. Um, so basically, we start off with a, a confrontation between... Do uh, you know how the rest of us got into them? Oh, yeah. That's true. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I thought we weren't gonna. I thought we weren't gonna do that with this because a lot of times with the newer stuff, it's it's just we went to a theater, you know. Yeah, but the first one was like what ninety six. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, so like franchise. Yeah, so Milos, yeah, why don't you go? Uh, VHS <laughs> tape. You got a VHS tape back in uh, well when it came out. Uh, nice. Yeah. Watched it, loved it. I mean, it has Jean Renault, and it's like, I don't know what else you need in a movie. And, uh, yeah. Rewatched it. I think we wore that tape out a couple of times. Yeah. As well. Been a fan ever <laughs> since. That's cool. Good. Justin, you're a little younger. I'm curious what yours is, too. Yeah, I was, um, I was a sophomore in elementary school um, when, uh, when I saw this. And, um, you know, I, I had either seen it in the movie theater or I had rented it from Blockbuster at some point. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, was, uh, I, was, I was hooked from the beginning. And I remember the hype for the second one. I was hyped for the second one. And what a disappointment that was. But, um, but yeah, um, that, that's how I came to this franchise. Nice. Josh? 
Uh, it's actually one of my dad's favorite TV shows, and he was like over the moon when they made the movie. Probably the only like TV show turned movie thirty years later that was actually successful enough to launch a franchise. I can't think of any others. No, Get Smart didn't do it. Miami Vice sure shit didn't do it. Um, and there was a ridiculous video game for Nintendo sixty four and I believe PS one, and we probably got more mileage out of that video game than the movie itself. Uh, we saw MI2, he hated it, he said he'd never see another one, and then like five years later, I guess, you know, almost ten years later, I bought him a DVD that had up to Ghost Protocol, and then we went and saw Rogue Nation, and we both didn't really like it, and uh, he, he did make it to Fallout, and we both loved that one, but he did not make it to this one, so. Falling out for Lance. Yep. We miss the stories sometimes, still. Uh, well, his his take on uh, his take on Rogue Nation was this was a really good movie, but that underwater part was fucking stupid, and he would have drowned. <laughs> <laughs> like, that uh, was all going back, the, like, going back to the TV like, yeah, you know, TV show. They made the underwater part with the pipe was stupid. <laughs> yeah, back to the TV show. They made a half decent movie. Actually, Man of Uncle actually wasn't too bad. Yeah. Was it? Man, Man from okay. Uncle, the Guy Ritchie uh, movie. Yeah. Well, that was, that was only one movie, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, there oh. were a couple uh, where they, yeah. they did, like, movies, and they, they just bombed. And I think Man from Uncle probably bombed. We saw that one, too. He loved it. What about, oh, I like that one. What about the classic What about the classic television show, Star Trek? Um, I don't think that counts. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What about, what, about I mean, the, what about the classic television show, Batman? I, I don't think that counts either. The movie was the yeah. same year as the TV show. No, I'm talking about the, the, the Keaton movie. That was about 30 years after the... Yeah, that, that that's not from that TV show. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's not... I mean, the property, yeah. <laughs> sure, but it's not... Um, so... So uh, I just have to go on. A, I just have to go on a quick digression because you brought up Keaton. Uh, I missed the the Flash show that you guys did because I hadn't seen it yet. Um, we watched it this week. Uh, it's not good, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. There were actually no. It's, worse. Uh, it's actually worse. no. They're actually for it me at least. There were, <laughs> for me at least, there were actually a fair number of things I even liked. I just. I mean, it's probably like a three out of ten or something. It's not like it was good, but there were okay, so fifty years from now when people are talking about the greatest superhero movie openings. You're going to have Superman. You're going to have the scene on Krypton. You're going to have you know Marlon Brando's Jor El. You're going to have Batman and like the crazy Danny Elfman theme, and then somebody will say, "Yeah, what about that movie with the babies falling out of a fucking window?" As somebody microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I love, oh, I, love yeah. I, will, I will actually say this I had the misfortune uh, of watching the mother otherwise the flash would probably be planted that last on my uh, movies I watched this year but it's like and even mother was better in certain aspects than the flash what so, I love is that John has like the same uh, rating as I do for the flash and he came at it at like a, such a positive angle, and I came at it at such a negative angle. It's pretty hilarious. 
Oh no, I I was not I was not positive going in. I expected it to be an absolute oh, piece of shit, and um, I I figured it would like redefine my scale for negative reviews. But it, I mean, it was. I'm not going to say it was good. It was bad, but I wasn't like this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Bad, um, which is what I expected it to be. Uh, but anyway, that has nothing to do with this. I just figured I'd throw my two cents in there because you guys already did that one. Um, so. I guess we can sort of get at the plot of this thing. So we we start with a, a confrontation between... I know, I'm going to do my best, but I'm also going to try <laughs> to keep it short. Because we could do the plot for an hour and maybe still not even hit everything. Um, so basically, we start with a confrontation between two submarines, uh, one American and one Russian. And there's this whole thing... What? Oh, okay. Uh, there's this whole, like, they fire off torpedoes at each other, and then you find out the the, the uh, American sub wasn't actually there, and it was uh, falsely projected on the the, uh, Ameri- the Russian sub's computer system by a uh, an artificial intelligence that is annoyingly called the Entity for this entire film. Um, I hated that name. And if they used it one more time, it's probably dropped about 150 times in the course of this movie. And I oh, just yeah. was so tired of it by the end. I was just like, can we call it something else, please? Like, it's just so lame. My ass off because it's the same name as one of my very favorite, very underseen horror movies. And if you know anything about that movie and the plot of that movie, it's really just inappropriate. And, uh, Every time they said the entity, like there's this ridiculous score that plays. It's like pounding drums, and, and I was laughing every time. Um, yeah. Did you explain the concept of dead reckoning? Yeah, isn't it like some naval thing of like you you? Um... It's a naval thing that like you know exactly where the position is of something by where it was and where it's going. So that's what the entity does in the beginning with the uh, the hell is it called the Sevestal. Because, you know, they uh, it, the, the opening of this movie, like, I thought it was a parody because you have, like, this super advanced, sophisticated Russian sub <sighs> and they get it to fire on itself. And, I mean, anyone could see where this was going. And they're like, you know, it was a ghost in the machine. We hit nothing. And then it's like, you still launch live torpedoes. Where are they going? Yeah. I also thought it was interesting that you had I mean, like I said earlier, this movie is two hours forty-five. You had—I mean, if you call anything before the the credits like a prologue sort of thing, the prologue is like twenty-eight minutes long. Yeah, this movie I mean, was obviously long. It was—I mean, I didn't mind the length, but it was absurd, like how long that part of it was. I was like, "Holy shit!" Um, I am going to tell you that I did miss a little bit right before the credits because I had to run to the bathroom. Uh, but Sarah told me that there wasn't really all that much. It was after um, uh, the old boss there of M- uh, IMF uh, was confronted by Cruz. And it was like right, I guess, before he put like the gas mask thing on. So. Oh, get your oh, okay. engine. He's like, yeah, uh, he's like, Elsa's bad now. And Tom Cruise is like, no, she isn't. The entity is bad. And that's the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. So basically, this whole thing starts because. 
Um, and this is kind of, you know, so they're trying to find these two composite keys that will get you access to something having to do with this AI thing. And uh, the Rebecca Ferguson character, character, Ilsa Faust, has stolen one of these. And um, so they're trying to they're trying to locate her to get that back. And then uh, Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt goes to some desert somewhere. I, I assume it was Abu in Dhabi. Africa. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And finds her. And then she appears to be killed at one point during that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, one of these was like, yeah, she's alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you, you find, like Josh said, he goes back and interacts with, uh, with that guy Kidridge, who was in the first film way back in 96, um, who's still involved with the CIA or is head of the IMF or something or other. And, um, so they're rogue agents yet again, as that seems to be a requisite to doing anything in these movies, um, where, you know, I think the big conflict is that all these governments and, and governmental entities want to be able to control this AI thing where Cruz is like, no, this is bad. We can't have any, any one, uh, any one organization to have control of this thing. That's bad. Well, so, so I'm going to stop you right there because my, not even my main problem, the main problem with the script of this movie, the entity, you knew the comparison was coming. is basically like Skynet, but it's not the Skynet that we know. It's, Skynet from T3. And the reason that's important is that one hid inside the internet and created a fake computer virus. I mean, it was a real computer virus. It took down like all the banks and everything. Um, and then when they went in to try to take out the virus, that's when the entity of Skynet took over and then launches the nukes. Somehow, this thing is in the internet. It's in charge of, you know, manned and unmanned nuclear arsenal but it's not firing off the nukes it's instead trying to use misinformation to confuse the like intelligence agencies of the world which makes no sense and the only way that this could make sense is if we find out that mypd blue is actually a robot and the entity in human form because there's so much inconsistency with this movie that the only way the plot makes sense is if gabriel is revealed to be a sentient robot so why what they're you, doing? Why did you refer to him as NYPD Blue? Because he was on NYPD Blue for like five years. Isai Morales? No, he wasn't. That's where I knew him from. I know I recognized him from somewhere. It was Tony I'm Rodriguez. Pretty... No, that's Nicholas Totoro. Uh, you sure? I'm pretty sure Isai Morales was not on NYPD Blue. He could have been. What? What? Wait, Chuck. It was a really long-running show. He could have been. I don't want to. I don't want to ru- rule that out because he could have been. I watched I mean, most I of it all the time, so it's well, entirely it okay. Rodriguez. Yep. yep, you're right on that. Then okay, good yep. for you. All right, <laughs> and yeah, uh, you never recognize anybody. Well, big well, but more importantly, he was in La Bamba. Yes, yep. he was. <laughs> You you never recognize anybody. That's a big deal. We should write that one down. Um, I mean, people who look like unique, I, I recognize. He looks unique anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, the, the thing with the keys is if you can get the two keys together only on the sub, there is a, I guess, like 
flash drive version of the entity that they can then activate to fight the more advanced version. But we don't yeah, see that. The source code is that is that what it is, or are they try? Is that where the thing is housed? And you're trying to, sh and that's no, where no, you no, no, no. The the source code. That's the original. That's the, the thing that they're the... trying to find is the original like backup yep. program, and they're going to have the two programs fight each other. Yep. Oh wow, that's the, lame. The idea is that the AI, the entity version on the sub, can actually. That's the only way you can actually control the entity itself or destroy it wow that's painfully lame um also yeah, also I mean, everything you know everything kind of falls apart at the beginning because how does any of how do any of these people know where this sub is nobody does that's the point and as you wish does yeah well, Kitridge does, and so does... No, not uh, Kitridge, but uh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Carriolis. Yeah, it's Carriolis, yeah. Dellinger. Oh. Or Dellinger. That's what he meant. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I thought Kitridge told um, fake, nope. uh, fake nope. uh, Jason Statham Cisco that um, that he knew where it was or something, and that it's in the... Mm, nope. I think uh, he... I don't think he knew specifically where it was. I think he knew they were looking for it. Um, but so, yeah, so then um, they go to that, the airport in Abu Dhabi where they're trying to figure out where to go from there while they're being chased by a couple of uh, American agents. One was uh, Shea Wiggum. I didn't recognize who the other guy was. Um, and this is where you meet... Uh, uh, Grace, played by Haley Atwell, who, uh, damn, I didn't realize how much I missed seeing her and shit. Um, yeah, uh, so she's like a master thief, basically, that kind of gets dragged into this whole mess. And, um, you know, and this also brings up, you know, maybe back closer to the beginning or right after the prologue thing, this also brings up an interesting idea that uh, Ethan has a history with Gabriel that they sort of got into a little bit, and I'm sure more of this will be done in the second movie, um, where, and this is an idea they've never brought up with this in these other movies before, but apparently everyone who gets recruited to the IMF was some sort of criminal and is basically given a choice between you can go to prison or do this. Um, and it seems in like a flashback that uh, that Ethan Hunt and Gabriel were involved in that Ethan might have killed somebody or been uh, tangentially involved in a murder of some sort. Um, yeah, they totally was, wrecked on that shit. Yeah, that's completely new for these movies. Like, oh, they've yeah. never brought that up before. Nope. Um, it's an interesting idea, and I kind of wish they brought it up earlier. Um, but, you know, whatever. So that's you know that's kind of the the secret history between uh, Tom Cruise and Isai Morales that you know he was somehow involved in whatever that thing where uh, Ethan Hunt has to make that choice to join the IMF uh, around that and so you know they uh, I kind of love the fact too that when the whole the whole team reconvenes at one point after one of the sequences like. Ving Rames and Simon Pegg just kind of show up 
to bail him out of something, and Rebecca Ferguson's just there. They don't really bother to explain it, even though everyone spent the first hour of the movie fucking looking for her. And then they just, you know, those well, two that, guys that would up. be that would be he was escaping Groom, and they kind of bail him out, and yeah, yeah. I I honestly, I mean, I've never been a huge fan of Rebecca Ferguson in much of anything, and she just seemed kind of checked out here. Like, I'm not even sure why she was even here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love her in these movies, and I mean, I think she's great in general. Same. I can't speak much for her other stuff, because off the top of my head, I have no idea what else she's been in. But in these, Dune. Oh, yeah, she was mom in Dune, yeah. Dune, Doctor Sleep, uh... I'm trying to remember what else I know I've seen her in. I don't know if there is anything else. But no, uh probably is, but you can't think of it. Clearly that clearly this movie is way more interested in giving that time to Haley Atwell, um, which I don't object to. Uh well I mean here's the thing, Haley Atwell is the new character and Rebecca Ferguson has been there for a while, so you don't really have to establish anything with her because everything with her has been established for the previous couple of movies that she was in. Yep. So yeah, crazy. Whole- the Haley Atwell role, like she was great, but like that role felt like it should have gone to somebody who was like in her early to mid twenties. And then I was like, well, I guess they just wanted somebody younger than Rebecca Ferguson. She's older than Rebecca Ferguson. <laughs> right. But she's oh. probably younger than Cruz, which is all that really matters. Well, I mean, everybody's she, younger yeah. than Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So this whole thing is basically, this whole thing is basically a, a, chase movie to get these two keys and you know there's some passing back and forth and all that i enjoyed a lot of this i mean as much you know you probably could have cut 20 minutes half an hour out of this 48 minutes 40 minutes yeah that's what you would have done okay i have to see it again and really look at that but um this did kind of feel like could have been like two hours i agree with josh I mean, you could cut the entire beginning part where they're looking for Rebecca Ferguson because, like you said, she just shows up later and no one cares. So mm. what you do is you, you cut out the part where she stole a key and then they all just find out you need the keys together. And at that point, she can either steal one or, you know, she'll be like, I know a guy who we can get one. He can make yep. us a fake one. And, like, you, you lose a half hour of bullshit in Abu Dhabi right there. Yep. Uh... So, yeah, I did. One of my problems was like, I just thought there were too many. There were like too many groups here. You know what I mean? Like you have the you have Ethan and his people, which is fine. They're in every movie. I get it. But then you have, you know, Gabriel and his stooge played by Palm Clemente, who is also very good here in her best like Bond henchman sort of thing. Uh, totally I didn't no realize that was Mantis. Um, yeah, I had no idea what she looked like. I went, oh shit, that's right, that's Mantis. I had no idea what she looked like outside of that makeup, and wow. Uh, so, I saw her yeah. name on the credits, and I was like, oh, I didn't know she was in this movie, and then she shows up, yeah. and I'm like, oh, sweet. I don't pay I mean, I, my, I my of... thing is, like, I just, I don't need MCU people just showing up because they're MCU people. Like, you know, they, they shot their load with Solomon Lane. He was a great villain. He was the best one since uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And 
you know, NYPD Blue kind of sucked. So that's why I'm hoping he's a robot. Because if he's not a robot, he's probably the weakest antagonist we got. Think, and he's I think he is. for a robot. I think he is because every time every time something would happen, he would just kind of turn around. Like for example, when they were on the I know we're kind of jumping around here, but um when they were on the train car and he's there with um with uh uh Carrie uh Luella's, um Carrie Elway's Whatever. Oh my God! He, he turns. He turns to Mantis and goes, "I, I can't trust you with this information because you're going to betray us." And out of nowhere, he just turns around and says that. So he's got to be like connected somehow to the entity thing. He's got to be like a like a uh, like a life model decoy of like the entity or something, because like he kind of acts like a robot every once in a while. Or something you know what i mean like he acts like he's brain brainwashed you know what i mean like it's very odd how he's like portraying this character who i didn't really like and i kind of was disappointed in the fact that they they connected him to tom cruise's character in the way that they did because i'm like if you're gonna do that with anybody you bring back john voight you know what i mean or you bring back like you know something like with john voight's like character you know what i mean because that's that who because that's, even who, if you can't that's get, who he was connected to in the first one, you know? Even if you can't get John Voight, get even, you know, all a lot of these movies now, like these franchise movies are about, like, take the stuff from the crappy one and make it relevant or not shitty, right? Get Dugray Scott to come back and play that guy again, except do it better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I don't yeah, see why... Well, like the- but the plot, the plot was like so convoluted at points, where I was like, this definitely could have been streamlined a little better. But, um, but my my main thing about this is, I think this was severely edited because of COVID. Because um, Haley Atwell said in one of his one of her interviews, she was joking, kind of, but she was like, yeah, I was like, she goes, yeah, time what I rapped like nine times, it was crazy. We kept, I kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back. And, like, every time they were like, oh, she'll be back, you know, and that's what they kept doing to me. And I'm like, how many times do you have to come back and reshoot shit? Like, and, and I'm looking at the movie, and I'm like, you know what? That kind of makes sense, because it kind of seems like they added this here and that there and this here. And that's probably why Rebecca Ferguson wasn't in it so much. And that's probably why Ving, uh, Ving Rhames was barely in it. And I'm like, because they probably cut some shit out of it to like, and she was the only person who really come back to do things. So they just kept giving Haley Atwell shit to do, you know? If it helps any, Justin, I think you might be right. I've seen articles that have said the the unedited director's cut of this is four hours. Oh, yeah. I, I would believe it. If it makes sense to someone, I would believe it. And I actually want to see that four hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, same. I, I want to see the four-hour version of this movie. No, really I don't. This, this movie was not, like, I'm I'm kind of bewildered because not just you guys, but, like, other people, like, everybody has given this movie high, high praise except for me and Justin. And, like, I'm just, like, you know, Fallout was fucking incredible. But, like, everybody who's giving this high praise is like, but... You know, you could do without this half hour, or this part doesn't make sense, or the whole plot doesn't make sense. Why do you have two keys? Why is there Abu Dhabi? And I'm like, 
did people really like this movie, or did they just like Haley Atwell? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they just, I think they just wanted to give it. I think most people wanted to give it high praise because it's, it's like the best thing among all the garbage that we've been kind of shoveling ever since uh, Top Gun. See, Nashville. I don't agree. I thought so, it was just more of the garbage, but Haley Atwell was great. Mm, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I thought it was a decent. It was a decent action movie, but um, but yeah, it does suffer from a lot of those problems that both you and I see. And I thought it was hilarious. One guy I normally watch. Don't shove him um, in the banana. That's not who I normally watch. But, but uh, the critical. Wait, we got to we got a new cat house. It's shaped like a banana peel, and the top opens, and Sarah's in here. And, you know, Cass likes it, but she just shoved it in head first. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... But, it, um, but the, I, the critical drinker, who is one person I watch all the time, he's like, this movie was great. I give it a, a nine and a Yeah, he, he loved it. And but then, then, but then he gave like, all the same... He gave all the same issues that me and Josh had, and I'm like, "How the fuck you give this a nine like, and a half?" Okay. People yeah. are, uh, are saying all these things, and then they're like, "Oh, but I loved it," and I'm like, "All right, sure." My like, right, bro. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I guess. Uh, I mean, I did enjoy it. I do think there were some pacing things because I, I. As much as I said earlier, as much as I generally like long movies, I don't think this needed to be that long. Just because if it's a two movie thing, like it's all set up anyway. So like, why does it need to yep. be? Why does it need to be two hours forty? Like you could have done. I feel like you could have done this whole story in that time. And then if you want to do, if you want to do an eighth one about something else, sure, great, do that. But like, I don't know that we need. I don't know that we need. Uh, uh, I, I liked it when stuff was actually happening. Like a lot of the the action sequences were great, and uh, you know there are some funny moments. You know I, I enjoyed some of the humor and stuff. But just all these all these scenes where they're just blathering about the entity for half an hour is like okay. Like, are we trying to? Is there some kind of drinking contest as to how many times you have to mention this fucking thing? Because yeah. I mean, Jesus also, Christ. It's like- it's kind of odd because it's almost like they wanted to take the idea of like Skynet or like a modern version of Skynet, but it's like we need like somebody to be the actual villain, like the Terminator was. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not like it's not like you could just have the entity as the villain. Like you had to have this Gabriel guy as like the embodiment of the villain because for some reason, like they figure people can't like envision like an AI. Being the bad guy, even and though there, there is a it is the bad guy right now. There's a fantastic sci-fi movie, not Terminator, uh, predates Terminator, predates Skydance. It's called Colossus: The Forbin Project. It's from the '70s, and it is about basically like you know what would become something like Skynet, but it's this super polite, manipulative computer system that like wants to educate people and and learn its way through society. And then they keep just giving it more and more access. And then, of course, at the end, it gets control of the nukes and just takes everything over. But it still wants to, like, have and rule a society. It doesn't want to kill all the people. 
they could have done something like that, but they were so focused on like, you know, the, the deadliest weapon the entity has is misinformation that they just kind of like backseated their big bad in their own movie. And unless this dude is going to be revealed to be, you know, basically a Terminator knockoff in the next movie, like, I don't understand why he was there. I don't understand why he was working for it. You know, if they needed somebody, you know, with boot ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but why would it? Well, no. if Gabriel, That's if what I don't Gabriel understand. Become, like, if Gabriel doesn't become like fucking Reginald Barkley in that episode where he became like the old power, old knowing exactly. like, computer thing, nice. I'm going to be extremely disappointed. Exactly. That's what you need. You need like, you know, someone who thing. becomes one with the computer. When, when uh, Cruz is confronted with him for the first time, and then he says, "It's somebody, you know." He's like, "Do you recognize him?" He's like, "Yeah." But if I thought was dead long ago, so it could be that he actually, you know, will be a robot. So I kind of agree. Well, that, that would, would be, be make, like that would make a lot more sense. Built a new one, like it would make more sense if he was always a robot, and they had just already started building the entity like twenty, thirty years ago. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So. I guess one of my other problems with it and with the Esai Morales is like my biggest problem with the whole thing, because like I would get, I would get it if like he was say he was just a regular guy who was, you know, somehow connected to, to Tom Cruise in the past. And he went on to work for like, you know, we'll call it this just so people know what I'm talking about, but he went on to work for like Blackwater or some shit. And he's hired by the thing without realizing that it's that he's working for an AI, right? But like it just it just, to me it just doesn't make any sense. Like he's knowingly working for a computer program. Like that in itself makes no sense to me. When you would think if this thing is as powerful as they say it is, why does it need that? Exactly. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, now, to be fair, even Skynet kept humans around in the beginning to do manual labor, but that's because Skynet had a personality and it actually, like, had, you know, replicated human emotions to a cartoonish degree where it had things like envy and remorse and, you know, bitterness and it didn't want to do manual labor. Um, this thing, you know, they haven't explained anything and they're really banking on, oh, it's part one. We can do whatever we want in part two. But, like, for yeah. me, the big thing is, how would anyone know what happened on the submarine? Exactly. Uh, yeah, and the other thing I don't get is, like, what, you know, they, and maybe I'm missing it. I mean, I saw this last weekend and maybe it's so long it just kind of, parts of it are dropping out of my brain at this point. But, like, they talk about uh, misinformation being the biggest asset that this AI has, right? But mm -hmm. what is it trying? What is it trying to do? Like, what if it if it generated that thing with the sub where the sub took itself out? Why did it do that? And like, what is because it, what it's trying to do, which makes no sense, is it's trying to deceive the different world intelligence agencies, the CIA, the IMF, the KGB, MI5, um, 
it's looking for like the highest bidder to work with to give real intel to. But why it would do that makes no fucking sense. Why wouldn't it just turn all these turn all these governmental entities against each other then? Just ignore them entirely. Like why why would you have I would... any interest in the intelligence agencies? Because see what yeah. I thought is I thought it was supposed to be like a war games type of thing. Like that's that's what I thought of it as. Because it was almost like in that beginning part with the sub that it was like it was like baiting them into war and then it's like, would you just like to play a game of tic tac toe? And you know, it's um you know, or a nice game of chess. It's like right. the problem with that, Justin, and I'm with you, yeah. like it took the computer and war games till the end of the movie to even get mm-hmm. close to having that level of access to the nuclear arsenal. This thing is already in the cloud. It has it. It's just not using it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Why? Yeah. Hey, Josh, I just had a thought. What if, um, and maybe I'm giving the screenwriters way too much credit or whatever, but what if, you know, there is a second part of this coming and, you know, this AI thing has to have a creator of some sort, right, with a goal. So, like, what if... John Voight does come back in eight, and he's the one who made this fucking thing. I mean, yeah, that could happen, and I wouldn't put it past them, but it's supposed to be a singularity at this point. Yeah, but are do you really think they're going to try to explain the concept of the singularity to normies in an action movie? I don't. I'm, I mean, they kind of did in this one, and it, it's kind of simple. It's basically just an AI that learns on its own and is basically thinking like a person. Yeah. Um, Almost like yeah, they wanted but... to bring the idea of like 2001 A Space Odyssey and like bring it into normal, like bring it into modern times. But like they knew again, that people point, nowadays like, wouldn't like, something like, how wouldn't, like get it. Odyssey, it would have already done the aggression thing. It would have already launched all the nukes and taken over the world. It's not. Because it would rather like take over CNN, which makes no sense and serves no purpose. But I wonder if you're going to find out that it's it's actually, you know, as much as it's being portrayed as this singular thing, it's actually being steered by a human. So we that's the other oh. That's the big problem. The 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 way that a story like God, I'm going to give credit to this fucking movie, Skyfall, works is you have a person at the heart of it and their own values come into play. So, you know, yeah, he's an insane terrorist wants to take over the world, but he could still, like, be trying to teach the world the lesson and and be like, you know, we put our faith in this government, this government turned its back on us. Machine wouldn't care about that. So if it's revealed to be a person at the helm, nothing in this movie makes sense. If it's revealed not to be a person at the helm, nothing in this movie makes sense. Like this, this AI just does not, its behavior does not make sense. It yeah, would have to be a person behind it. But if there is a person behind it, everything that they said in this movie, it doesn't make sense. Because why would it yeah. do any shit that it did? That's my guess that it's, you're going to find out in part eight that, it, that as far as human villains go, Eli Morales is not the be all end all of that. He's being used by somebody else who is actually steering this AI that you know this whoever this person is has some has some sort of grudge with the intelligence community that's why he's doing it 
Well, it seems like that, especially like the when, only um, way that this could make sense at this point, and it would be so stupid, but I would love it, is if basically Solomon Lane became Zola, and it's him, but he still retains his memories. <laughs> yeah, that was, I would love that actually. <laughs> but like, but like the only I I think I think it's partially right because I think he does like answer to somebody. Because when he jumps off of the train without the key or whatever, it's almost like he's mad because he's going to get in trouble by somebody. And I'm trying to figure out if he's going to get in trouble by the entity or if he's going to get in trouble by somebody else who is, like, above him. No, he's going to get in trouble by the But, oh, holy shit, I just figured it out, what they're going to do in part two, and it's so stupid, I can't wait. Uh, so spoilers because we didn't cover it yet. They they do kill Rebecca Ferguson for real, but there's people thinking, oh, okay. like, nope, she's still alive, and though we did a fake out, she's going That's to spoiler. become the entity on the sub, and they're going to fight each other. She's what? She's going to uh-huh. become the entity on the sub that you need the keys for, and then they're going to fight each other, the two entities, in the next movie. Oh my god, so they're just basically gonna do the ending of fucking Terminator Dark Fate? Oh lord. Yep. Why? I don't Ugh. think so. I hope not. I wanna give him I wanna give him more credit than that. Honestly. I think Rebecca Ferguson I, just had to do silo or whatever. And so she oh, was like kill, yeah. yeah, she was like, You just kill me off. And that was like their best way of killing her off. So that way, you know, they just gave Haley Atwell more lines. Yeah, right, but then in this one, in the next one, if they do what I said, all she needs to do is voiceover, and then it can make her a new body at the end, and it's like she never left. Uh, yeah, and she also might have had Dune two commitments at the time of this being filmed too. Yeah, so. no, I think she's gone. I think she's done. Yeah, I don't. I don't see her coming back as the robot to follow, fight the enemy. Although like that's I an said, interesting idea. I do, do want to give. I do want to give. I don't know who I want to give more credit than uh, it's due, but I do view this as a two-part movie. So, like, everything that happens here, I don't view it as a, you know... I kind of want to see, want to think that there's going to be a somewhat logical conclusion in the second part. Well, according to John, if the writer's strike continues on until 2025, we're not going to get this movie until, like, 2028. Oh, I know, but... They've only filmed, like, half of the movie... And I think they still got to do some rewrites on it. That's something they were saying. So, so production has stopped on it. Yeah, and that and yeah, it is something stopped. So it's <laughs> it's gonna be it fun, is something uh, that stopped production. Because of the, yeah. Um. Yeah, Tom's I mean, be collecting I, his social security check while he's hanging off the side of an airplane. Yeah. I really did like this, but as we sit and talk about it, it's easy to find the like the holes in it, I guess. And you know, well, to a certain I think that's true for most of the things that we watch. If you get a group of people sitting down together, you can poke holes in pretty much everything. Oh yeah, and it's probably so at the it's, end of the day, it just boils down to the you know every person's personal opinions, yep. uh, likes and dislikes, if you want to call them. Because like for me personally. The, all the boring stuff they made that can be cut out of the movie, if you go by Josh and Justin, like that's the stuff that I actually like in the movie. You know? I mean, I am that yeah. way. I, I know that I am that way, but it's like there's the, the, the long... I like long movies. 
The movie is over three hours long, and therefore, just out of curiosity of what the hell did you do in the three hours? Oh, no, it's, well, it's not the length, it's and it's not, not even just, yeah. like, the talking. I mean, I love... No, 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 parts. I know. I'm, hey, I'm not pointing fingers or anything. It's like... No, 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 no I'm, I'm not saying I mean, I love those parts of Oppenheimer's it's with this movie. Like, I just wasn't on board with the plot line for the entity at all, so I didn't care about everything else. Well, I it, it was more of It was more of the logic. It was more of the logic about it. It's like, yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind if a movie. I, we've talked about this before. I don't like sitting through a three-hour movie, but if it's interesting and it's keeping my yeah. attention, I don't mind if you're going to sit through it. Yeah. But the problem yeah. is, is that once you start thinking about the logic of the plot of this movie, um, you know, uh, you start to kind of poke holes in it yourself. You know what I mean? Hence, so that lies your problem. Happening. You were thinking. You were not supposed to be thinking. I, I know, I know. What about that? What a coinky dink. You don't think in a movie, huh? Oh. You don't think, man. It's suppo- You're supposed to sit down and shit and enjoy for what it is. The more you think, yeah. the more holes you're going to poke into it. I know, I know. How dare I? How dare I? So that, that's on you, man. Mind. That's on you. You I just know. shut your mind so- and watch the movie, enjoy for what it is, find it enjoyable. But you have to go and think. I mm. will have to ask the question. Next thing the you know, you're one? gonna start reading books. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't read books. I listen to books. And if and if you want to hear my thoughts on a book I listen to, we released uh, my 12 minute review of the Terminal List book uh, that I listened on Audible. Good. And I only have six more to go. I know. <laughs> Free Audible plug. Um, so here's another question I had. Am I the only one who's kind of surprised that there wasn't like a knowing that this was a two part movie, there wasn't like a cliffhanger ending to this? I was expecting I, I it, like but that. honestly, with everything that this movie was doing and the amount of time that it took to get there, I'm okay with not having a cliffhanger. Mm. Just because at the same time, I think that part of that might be because of the older writer strikes and stuff like that. It's if you leave it on a cliffhanger, you're just going to be a whole lot more like, I don't want to say anxiously waiting for the second one, but it's like, if it does get prolonged and it takes more time to get the second one out than they originally wanted, planned, or wanted to to begin with, it's just easier to put it, leave it like this than on a cliffhanger. Doesn't a cliffhanger think, generate um... more interest? Doesn't a cliffhanger generate more interest, though, than... If you're going to do what they did and it just kind of stops, mm, yes and no. I mean, here's the thing: if the more time passes before the second one, more you're gonna re- have to rewatch the first one in order to remember everything that was going on, or just get refresher course, if you want to say it. Because right. I don't think I don't think you're gonna have second one open with previously on part one. You know, <laughs> so. I think really it's gonna merit. Like I think it's gonna, it's gonna. It's gonna like that's my favorite part. Is like when you're binging a TV show, you don't really care about it. It's like you're binging eight seasons of a TV show, but it's like when six months passes between TV shows, and it's like I don't even remember how the last season ended. And then they don't yeah. give you the previously on. Like, well, why couldn't you give me previously on now? When I was binging the first eight seasons, <laughs> it was always there, and I didn't need it. And now when I need it, you ain't giving it. What the heck? 
Hmm. Oh, but um, I did I did read some uh, I did watch an interview with I think it was Chris McQuarrie and Tom Cruise where they said they decided that they wanted to give it a uh, finality to it even though it was a part uh, one uh, because they had the overall plot line that they wanted to leave open on the key and the entity and all of that but they wanted it to leave it as like an ending because they wanted it to be its own thing. As a co- yeah. as opposed to like, you know, leaving it wide open at the end, which I I love. I love when movies do that when it's in a trilogy or when it's a part one, part two type of thing, which is one of the reasons why I'm not a huge fan of um, Empire Strikes Back, which I know they're not in respect for that, but I don't like it when you leave it open like that at the end because it's like it's not a complete movie. Like like you you should be able to watch this movie. Without needing to watch part two, because um, it's its own. Yeah, if you want to do that, you want to do that and just, movie. and just put out like a six-hour movie called Dead Reckoning. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Yeah, but, you but yeah, I agree completely. Movie. But uh, not to beat on the dead horse, but you want this movie to be its own entity. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shot there, dude. <laughs> I'm quite proud I, know, Justin, of I, I see your argument. I see your argument with that, but like, I guess my uh, counter is like, if you if you market something as part one, the assumption is it's not going to be a complete movie from the get go. I mean, hmm. I don't know what you what you're expecting in that case. Well, no, no, I'm not saying that it has to be a no, but yeah, you don't you don't complete picture the whole thing, until but, the two comes out. One can stand yeah, but you on have to own, have some you still have open questions. It's not open, you know, it's not on a cliffhanger, yeah. but it's like not everything is resolved. There's still issues. There's mm-hmm. still questions that need answering. And you only get oh, that see, by watching part two. So just like leave stuff out there, but at least give it a clean point where it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I it's get a clean it. break. You can watch this okay. one, you know. Yeah. It, it's nicely done. You, you had the bottom of that. Because that, that's actually yeah. something I approve of. Yep, as opposed to the Fast 10 thing. where Exactly, where it's a total hanger. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like, it's like with Fast 10, for example, it's like, why even bother watch that movie until the next one comes out? It's like, you know, it's like, it's like it doesn't end. Like, it just ends with everybody's dead, according to what you think. You know what I mean? Yep. It just pays the block. And, and it's so Fast it's like, X, so you know nobody's dead. Yep. Yeah. Fast X landed the exact same way as Sharknado Five, and we all tuned in a year later for Sharknado Six. So I'm all for it. Yeah, but even with Sharknado Five, though, right? You bring let's bring that in because that's actually one of my favorite Sharknados. Um, it it had like an end to it, like the world ended, boom, and then it started. Oh, here's you know the 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 plot line for the next movie and so that was like the last couple of minutes but it pretty much came to like an end and then it opened it up for what number six was going so even there there was some sort of finality to what you just watched it's just that now you know it's going to keep continuing on like they left the threads open in this one for gabriel without the key um uh Haley atwell joining imf um you know all of that type of shit but it, it, but it ended like the plot lines. It ended like like uh, Bing Reams 
is off doing whatever he needs to do because he's supposed to show up in the next one because he needed to be by himself to do some computer program. You know what I mean? But it ended this one particular adventure and is now leaving it open for the next movie, for the next adventure, for part two. You know what I mean? Yep. 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 No, that yep. makes perfect sense. Well said. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any... Oh, can somebody look up the like the box office take and the budget and stuff? Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Underperform. Oh, while we're doing that, you know, Brendan is screeching from the heavens that this is uh, not theme park cinema and that the train was like the best thing ever filmed this millennium. Um, I disagree. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me uh, hold on. Hold on, Josh. Before you get into that, let's let me read his take. Um, and then we can go uh, into before you get into that. So, currently, Mission Impossible is on 378 worldwide. Ugh. What's okay. the budget on that? Something like 250 or three. Uh, we'll check it out. Yeah, definitely bonds. But, um, so Brendan said, uh, three out of when five for what week and a half. I mean. No, I think this is good money for him. No, well, it needed a minimum like eight hundred. Yeah, people. Yeah, it needed like it needed to be the highest grossing Mission Impossible movie in order to so make its budget back. It, it looks like the going. budget was two ninety one. Ooh, yeah, which means it's got to get um, to what six fifty something like uh, that. Uh, 720, 740. Yeah, but your multipliers are insane. I'm trying to do the actual math. Um, uh, 290, multipliers are insane, but they're right. 295, 80, 1, 6, 25, uh, somewhere in that range, which I don't think it's getting regardless, there. It's, regardless, it's, it's not going to make 500. But um, but anyway, here's what Brendan's five hundred's an outside possibility if it's already at three, three whatever. Yeah, but not with not with Barbie, not with doing much more than that. Yeah, not with Barbie, not with Oppenheimer. It's it's going to be losing money because now it doesn't have IMAX because Oppenheimer is. So I and I gotta say from from personal experience, uh. I honestly think Barbie is the thing. Barbie in itself is the thing that's going to kill this movie making money because I waited. I waited to see this until the second weekend, and uh, you know there were. I looked at going on the first weekend. We were busy with things, and there were like you know twenty or at my local theater there were like twenty or twenty five showings a day of this, even though it's super long. Um, then I went on opening Saturday for Barbie to see this instead, because I don't really give a snot about Barbie, um, even though my wife wants to see it. Uh, there were 30 showings a day of Barbie and four a day of this. So I just don't see where the, you know, I think and the Red Oppenheimer took all the IMAX screen. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I think oh. it's probably gonna, it's probably going to cap out somewhere, you know, I think 500 is an outside is like the max it's going to get to um, probably. Uh, so, Brendan, so Brendan's review of this is 
Uh, three out of five. Like third best one. Avatar 2, Top Gun Mav, and this to a way lesser extent. Shot theme park cinema in the head and ended 2010's blockbuster filmmaking. Josh doesn't know what that is. LOL. I, I clearly don't because I would say all three of those films are theme park cinema. Yeah. And blockbusters. As much as I enjoyed this, I would still say John Wick 4 is better than this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. John, Wick, John yeah. Wick 4 is my number one for the year so far. It's me too, so far. I haven't seen there's I mean, been nothing. There's been nothing at that level for me all year so far. We got to do that one at some point. I, mm. I'll sit through it sure. again. I'll oh, sit yeah. through it again if we're going to do it. Uh, give me a couple weeks though um, before we do it. Although, although uh, I guess uh, I guess uh, Super Mario Brothers movie is going to be coming to the cock uh, next next week. So, um, so I'll be watching that one to see if that one uh, beats it. <laughs> just Dude, for Super Mario just Brothers for, is amazing. Just for reference to our audience, in case you're not familiar with some of the uh, streaming service vernacular, Justin's talking about Peacock and not like some. Uh, <laughs> Porn parody version of the Mario Brothers, <laughs> which does exist, by the way. It's called Super Horny <laughs> Brothers. It's terrible. <laughs> of course, you would know that. Of course, <laughs> no, no. John, you don't know this. Nintendo. No, I no, 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 no. You're, you're going to love this. You're, you're going to love this. Nintendo unwisely licensed the Mario name, so it's an official Nintendo-sponsored porn parody of Super Mario Brothers called Super Horneo Brothers, of course, starring Ron Jeremy. And Nintendo is so ashamed of it that, like George Lucas with the holiday special, they have bought up every possible legitimate copy. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Wow. Also, I also not not to change the subject a little bit, but uh, going back to the numbers. Well, we definitely should change the subject right now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Not to, you know, going back to the numbers, uh, Barbie is already the number six movie of the year worldwide, and it's only it hasn't even been in theaters a week yet. So yeah, Barbie, Barbie had five hundred. Barbie's cleaning out, man. Yeah, Bar- yeah, Barbie is gonna be probably the next billion dollar movie, I would assume. Yep. <laughs> Who would have thought that the only two billion dollar movies this year would be Super Mario Brothers and Barbie? Yeah. Fuck uh, Brendan's James this, Cameron this, save, save movie theaters. It's fucking Greta Gerwig and Nolan. Yep. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I'll see Barbie when it gets to home video because my wife wants to see it, I but there's, I won't. there's no there's no way I'm going to see it. Probably. I, I just I, don't want to see I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't watch my I couldn't look myself in the mirror if I did. I, just, I, yes, I have man. seen it, man. Turn your turn your brain off and just stare at Margot Robbie for two hours. What's the what's I the problem, Milo? What you're not I supposed can. to use your brain when you go to these movies. You're supposed know, to turn your brain. And I don't. And even with don't the turned off brain, man. I still can't do it. That should tell you something, man. Well, if you want to get a look at the new Doctor Who, you gotta go because he's in it. Yeah. The, the, no. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay. Who's the new Doctor Who guy? Is it the uh, is it the guy from Secret Invasion? No, it's the bl- no. there's a black guy in it that 
Um, and he has a really African name that even I can't pronounce, so I'm wow. not going to stick you on it. Kuti <laughs> right. or something like that. Yeah, but it's pronounced like Shooty or something. Um, I, I think uh, I. Really? Yeah, you should look it up, Justin. And so I want to. At some point, he was in uh, sex edu education. Yeah, that Netflix show with Julian Anderson, right? Yeah, and Asa, whatever his name is. Commander's yeah. game. Yeah, at at some point, we're gonna have to get you on a Doctor Who show just to try to stumble over his name, which <laughs> oh, no, we're all gonna do. Oh no, no, he's gonna do it now. He's gonna do it now. Just watch, just watch. He's gonna do a superhero oh, no. job. Oh no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not quite finding it. What? What? Uh, what's the? Well, I'm just trying to find the news article, but I don't even see the news article. Okay, I know. I know how to spell his name. I just know how to. I just don't know how to say it. First name N C U T I. Last name. Yeah, I just want to see him try to. N C U T I. I would have to see it in order for this. And I'm, yeah, I'm not even sure what the actual pronunciation of it is. Uh, but yeah, we're a couple months away from that. That should be fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Although I don't think he's really coming in until 24, though. Um, yeah, because they keep saying the new one has a tenant in it. Yeah, yeah, if, you put yeah in, but... if you put in uh, 15th Doctor, you might be able to find it. Oh, hey, uh, just, just look in the text chat. I'm gonna. I, I posted. You wrote down in Yellowstone, in general. Just that's oh, it. Okay. Just send the link. There we go. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Nakuti, Katawa. That's not too bad. <laughs> As somebody that's actually going to have to try to pronounce that when we do the shows on it, uh, that's not too bad. Um, hey, so, you know, yeah. just put it, put it in hey, YouTube and watch like, somebody. There you go now. Hold on, there you go now. You know they're going to pronounce. I, actually, you can't even you can't even really do that because you know what I found out the other day. I was going through uh, uh, TikTok, um, which I do like once a week, and um, it came across. Um, who's that guy in um, England who does a talk show? Um, Graham Norton. Graham Norton, yes. Oh, thank yeah. you. Um, he was talking to a few people on his couch, and one of them was Ariana Grande with like I don't know, Time Cruise or something, or Jim Carrey. And um, and he said something about her name, and she goes, "Actually, my grandfather pronounced it Grandy." So it just it just comes to show you that everybody else. Pronounced it Grande because it's you know Grande instead of Grandy, and so see, so not necessarily the media doesn't really pronounce everybody's names. Hmm. Boom, boom. Yeah, that's Who true. Knew? Media gets yeah. stuff wrong. Yeah, unbelievable. The media never gets stuff wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just we just enjoy making fun of you about it, man. I know. Because it's really funny. Well, I, I did. I did just mispronounce what's his face from Princess Bride. So yeah, how do you get fucking Carrie always wrong for God's sakes? I mean, Jesus. I don't know because I because I never because I never knew how to pronounce his last name. Oh, that's true. Uh, I've actually, and it was in passing again, much like the the convention stuff. But I met him a couple of years ago. He did 
Uh, he did a book on the uh, experience of making that movie, and they had a signing here, and we went to it and you know had him sign our books and stuff. He's a really cool guy. So uh, yeah, so you know what you know what's funny? My my stepmom actually did the same thing. Her and my dad got me a copy of the book. And they, uh, she went to go have it signed when he was over at like a Barnes and Noble, I think, in like Johnston, Rhode Island, and yeah. um, and it signed in there with him. And I went, oh shit, that's. I said, oh, and she's like, yeah, it was the guy. It was the it was the pirate from from Princess Bride who signed it. I said, oh shit. I said I didn't realize that. And I looked at the front. It was him that wrote the book. I went, oh shit. Yeah. So yeah, I have a signature that's in a the good book. book. Yeah, good book too. Yeah. My um, sister wants me to, uh, for, uh, on a personal note, my uh, my sister is getting married in um, October on uh, Columbus Day weekend, and um, she wants me to. Uh, one of the things she wanted me to do was, um, so what I did is I got uh, ordained. Um, the the audio clip of the, let me let me guess the audio clip of the marriage thing, right? Yeah, so he, so she wants me to want say to that, that at like too. the beginning of the sermon. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but she wants me to write the sermon in a copy of the Princess Bride. I don't know if she still wants me to do that, uh, but she wants yeah. me to write it in like the cover of the Princess Bride. But I got ordained, so from now on, when you guys introduce me, um, you really should introduce me as uh, Reverend Justin. Reverend, I'm gonna yeah. do that once. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I am, what, what's, I am, uh, what's I am your church? official reverend through the where, where you got ordained, uh, man? Really, I'm, I'm through the Universal Life Church. I'll, I'll send you guys a picture of my uh credentials. Oh, okay, I, I got you, I got you beat. You know where I'm ordained? Oh, no. Church of Judaism. Uh, oh, yeah, what was that again? Church of Judaism, do the bides. Oh man. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. Interesting. I'll send you a link. Uh, okay. Official, man. So, wow. Um, do we have any other things about this movie that we want to get out before we go even further off the fucking rails? What? <laughs> I what? I honestly can't wait for the second one. I'm really looking forward to it. I love these movies yeah. and you know, yeah. Do we do we think eight will be the la- either the last one or the last one with Cruz? Well, from what no, he said, eight is his last. It's gonna one. be the last one with Cruz. I don't know if it'll be the last one, but it'll be the last one with Cruz. But like I said, mm-hmm. I know who you use to pick this one up. No. Yeah, I don't know. Cruz, Cruz really made it its own, so it's it's hard, you know. You know who can do well, it? Jeremy I, I Renner. Know. I know Paramount's you know, well like, Paramount's not gonna want it to let Paramount's not gonna want to let it go. So oh, no, that, that's you know, definitely true. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know I don't know who takes over. That's my I don't know. I you think know. you get, maybe you give it like maybe you don't do it right away. Maybe you know, after eight you give it like six, eight, ten years and maybe there's some new star around that you can hand it off to at that yeah. point. As you long know. as they don't hand it over to Tom Holland, I'm good. Krasinski? <laughs> no, I said Tom Holland. No, I'm, I'm saying Krasinski, Holland, I'm Krasinski occurs to me, but I wonder if they wouldn't do that because it's too similar to the other guy. Um, Speaking of the other guy, that uh, the last season of that aired. 
I haven't even started that yet at is all. That, is, now, dude, is, that the, is that the full season? Yeah, that's full season. Only get six episodes. Oh, all right. It's only. Oh, they only did six. Yeah, it's like six episodes. Is it six? I thought it was only four episodes. Did anybody watch the? um, Did anybody watch the? uh, I guess you know the big one of the big things coming out of uh, of San Diego Comic Con was that the and you know this dips into the Trek thing that we regularly do that the uh, the. Strange New Worlds crossover episode with Lower Decks dropped a couple days early because they didn't want to... They showed it at SDCC and they didn't want those people to ruin it for everybody else. Um, I also saw that... Yeah, so it actually dropped on Saturday night last weekend and we watched it Saturday night instead of waiting for... And actually they put out episode 8 today so they, you know, they just assumed everybody had watched it by then anyway. Uh, yeah. The other thing I the other thing I saw in reference to Amazon was that you know they announced that I think Invincible is coming back in the next couple of months, and they also dropped a a special episode with like prequel stuff about Adam Eve, uh, which I have not yeah. watched yet. Yeah, I saw I saw that they had that, and I haven't watched it either. Yeah, I think it's a, almost an hour. So I'm curious to see what's in there. Wait for the Invincibles. Um, yeah, they did. They dropped one episode of Invincible. It's like a, it's like an origin story for Adam Eve. Oh, uh, um, yeah, I didn't know that. I should yeah, look I at haven't it. watched it yet or anything, but uh, yeah. So a lot of stuff out and around the the SDCC stuff, um, which actually seemed to be a fairly successful convention, even though there were no actors and way less movie promotion they kind of went back to what it used to actually be about which was comic books and uh i had a i have an acquaintance who actually went uh this year and it was the first one he'd ever been to and he actually said he i mean he lives in the california area i think so you know it's not a wasn't a huge lift to go but uh i think he said it was a bit more his speed that it wasn't like Filled to the gills with people in Hall H and shit. Um, so that would make sense. Yeah. yeah, I would never go to one of those. I mean, I think thing I do in Vegas every year is like my limit for uh, cons and stuff. It just seems like you spend way more time in line than you do doing anything else. Uh, yeah, yeah. San Diego never really like. I always thought it would have been cool to go to those things, but I'm like the one. Like the amount of money it is to go out there, and for two, you're probably going to be waiting the whole time that you're not really even going to be able to see everything. You're almost better just watching all the coverage on the plane. Yeah, I can think of. I have a friend. I have a friend in London who uh, regularly goes to the big London ones, and it's like they go on a Saturday, and she's like, "You're kind of doing like there's an hour when you're actually doing stuff, like rest of the day is just waiting in line." And it's like yeah. you're just in line to go here, in line to go there. Then it's like another line to do this. Then you do something for like a minute or five or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Then you're like back mm-hmm. to waiting for something yeah. else. And it's like, yeah. yeah, the big, like about smaller them. ones, yeah. I think smaller yeah. ones like are definitely worth going to if you can. Like when they go to like smaller towns and it's like just a couple of people, I think those yep. would make like more sense just because you can get like a lot more personal with people, but it's like when you have that many people, that big lines, 
that you can really do anything. So, yep. Yeah, that's My why. Buddy, that's why I like going to. Uh, I like going to Rhode Island Comic Con because it's you know smaller because it's only right over here in like our convention center. And we get some of the big names. No, not at the Civic Center. It's next door at the convention center. Um, oh, although okay. they do have some stuff over at the Civic Center, which is now called the uh, Amico Mutual Pavilion, which I'm never going to remember. Oh, it's not but, Dunkin' Donuts Center anymore? Son of a bitch. Nope. Nah, they, nah Dunkin', um, they ran out. the. It was too much for them to rename it. They didn't want to name it again. So now they call it the Amp, which is uh, pretty stupid, but that's okay. I'm going to keep calling it. The, so, but... Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, they do it at the convention center for the most part, and um, sometimes you can like go through the civic center to like get in there. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty small. They have a few ballrooms set up, um, in there and stuff like that, where like they have all the people in there. They have like the one big giant ballroom where they have all like the signings and everything like that, which is pretty neat. Um, it does get a little bit busy. Um, but for overall, it's it's a pretty decent crowd for uh, you know basically covering Island in like southern Massachusetts and, and a little bit of Connecticut. Um, but um, uh, but I do I do want to go out to New York Comic Con at some point just because I you know I like New York and you know they have a little bit of a bigger one. It's not as big as what San Diego is, but I'm sure it's, it's just like the number two one every year though. Yeah, yeah, San Diego is kind New of York the biggest thing. one then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let me know if and, you guys uh, are going to go. I'll go. I can get a pass. Oh, that's my right. Doesn't your mother get a pass? Yep. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, come. Yeah. And as far as, as far as other things we have coming up in the near future, um, we're going to be getting back to the Star Trek stuff this weekend, I think, after yep. a significant delay in that, just because we it was getting hard to schedule four people to do that stuff. So we know we're behind. Uh, we also figure, you know, our audience for this particular stuff probably doesn't care that much as long as we do it eventually. Um, so our plan is to do uh, the second and third episodes episodes of Strange New Worlds this weekend, and we'll release those at some time in the future. Uh, Brendan and Milos and I should be reviewing Oppenheimer on Monday. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm planning on going on Saturday. So we'll get that out sometime after that as well. I will be gone uh, from next Wednesday to the following Tuesday, I think, at the uh, 57-year mission convention again. Uh, And I'm sure we'll do something with that interviewing about that after the fact. I would like to, I haven't talked to him about it, I'm actually going to uh, meet him in person at this uh, I would like to get Spencer to do that just because this will be his first one. So I think it might be interesting to get another person's view of the whole first timer thing. Um, so hopefully, especially in a weird year with the whole strike thing and it's still going on, but there's, you know, talk about what they're going to be able to discuss in panels or not. Uh, because I guess the, we haven't really talked about this, but I guess the, the SAG rules, are going to allow them to attend because it's not an event that's run by a studio. Like Paramount's not requiring all these people to go to this. It's all 
uh, individual uh, personal appearance deals. So they're going to allow them to honor those. Um, but they're, I guess, when it comes to like panel discussion or whatever, they can't talk about any work they've ever done at any point. If it has to do with, if it's something that was done for a screen, you cannot talk about it. Um, so the panel discussions are probably going to be really fucking weird, but I'm I'm here for it. So we'll see what. I mean, what definitely fun. Out. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. Just because even in the two years I've been, like you can see the the actors who've done a lot of these like getting bored with answering the same questions all the time. So like mm-hmm. the idea the idea that a lot of that stuff is going to be off the table now. Uh, Makes me actually want to, makes me actually want to go to more panels, not less. Um, so we'll be interested to see what happens with that. Um, and I don't know what what you guys have planned for. You know, there's obviously a bunch of stuff you guys could do in that stretch where I'm not around. Uh, well, so we'll, well uh, it sounds like um, as long as as long as Josh's Sarah is up to it, um, we may be doing a. Josh and Sarah, Justin and Sarah, odd on Barbie. Oh man, I wow. So, okay, yeah. So we might nice. we might get that because um, my Sarah said she would be down for doing a pod. Uh, so just seeing how well you know Josh and Sarah is doing, um, you know, you may hear that. Yeah, nice. we're, we're definitely. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'll look forward to hearing that if you guys do it. That sounds fun. Um, okay. So we apparently. I, see, uh, I don't know if anybody. I think as far as new movie releases, Mech 2 comes out next week. I think. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, come I'll on. Be, I, will, I will do uh, Meg 2 with you in a heartbeat. Uh, Justin and I are going to be covering Twisted Metal, which apparently premiered on Peacock. And uh, I think Brendan and I are going to do some more weeb shit. And then um, there's a new A24 horror movie, so we'll probably cover that. I just got to rewatch the first Meg. And uh, maybe I'll jump on that with you. Or maybe I'll go. Uh, I'll go watch that because Sarah's going to be gone. Uh, my Sarah will be gone for a few days next weekend. Uh, so maybe I'll go and uh, go see it and uh, use my. Uh, I have this new thing with Showcase Cinemas, uh, which is mostly like a New England kind of New York um, uh, theater. Um, and it's a subscription thing, kind of like what um, like Movie Pass kind of was. It was kind of born out of that. Um, so I can. For sixteen ninety five a month, um, I can go to the three movies um, for that price, and then after that, I have to pay for the ticket full price. Um, so basically, if I go see three movies, it ends up being like what? Uh, doing the math on my head, comes out to like five bucks, six bucks a movie. So, um, so yeah, so. Uh, like six, like six fifty a movie, I guess. Um, oh, so it's three and, movies uh, a month. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good you deal. could do more if you wanted to, and you could do other things like um, that. Doesn't include IMAX. 
um, 3D, or um, they have a special one called X Plus, which is kind of like where they put all the 3D movies. Um, for like an extra couple of bucks, it could have been $20 a month, and I could do that, and then um, those would be included. Uh, but I don't really go to IMAX or to the um, uh, 3D movies that much because I don't really like 3D. Um, so yeah. I'm like, you know what? Even if I go to one of those, it's like I'll just pay, you know, the full price for it to go see those. Um, but, um, but yeah, so um, so I'll see if we end up seeing Muppet Men, and if not, then uh, maybe Meg 2 will be my other movie I use for the month. Hmm. I'm probably going to try to hit Blue Beetle when that comes out. Oh, just out, just out of curiosity than anything else. Um, and then I'll have to look at a calendar to see what else is, uh, what else is coming out in the next month or so. But blue beetles, the only thing that occurs to me for August, but, uh, we'll obviously continue to have material. Cause we always do. We can always find something or other. We're coming up on 500 actually, really. Um, mm. you know, I mean, we got, a little time if we want to figure out something for us, but we're getting close. So um, we'll have to have a sit down and figure out what we want to do for that. Um, not another, not another, not another uh, Zack Snyder movie. Oh dear lord, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The only one I would think might be worth it. And maybe not for a big number like that, but the only other movie he has that I would think would be worth it would be Watchmen. Um, so maybe at some point we'll do that, but I don't know that it needs to be right now. So I know okay. what number uh, five, I, I know I know what number five hundred can be. Okay, twins. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody throwing a gladiator for 500. I still kind of like that idea, but we don't necessarily oh, yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that was Milos. Yeah, we can, yeah. we can figure. Well, we can there figure was, out there was also, if you want to go like 300 was 300, you know, if you want to go something with a uh, 500, and the only thing that comes to mind is uh, 500 days of summer. You know, say 500 days of summer. <laughs> 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 well, thank you. We could. That's a cute idea. We could do that. <laughs> huh. Yeah, you can get your uh, significant others to do that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if mine even would even for something like that. But uh, <laughs> we, can, we can, you know, like I said, we, we're at like 440 something. We got some time before we have to make oh, that. We got decision. time. But uh, yeah, I still yeah, say Gladiator is a good one for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we'll have to look at that though. Um, okay, so I will we got time. I will see the Trek the Trek folks on Sunday and uh, Milos and Brendan on Monday, and then I'm out of here. So uh, All right, yep. man, have a good trip. All, All right, right, man. All right. Later. Fun.